Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good evening, everybody. How y'all doing? Welcome to the show. Got a great show planned for you. You got some DMs. Bam, drop them in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. And uh, we got your answers. We got your topics. So... Always open, whatever you're wondering about, drop them in there. Going to open the show talking about, it was actually a headline I saw, Huffington Post. Excuse me, it said, what it could mean if you're letting friendships slip away during COVID. And I thought, what an interesting opening topic. Um, Going to talk about a lot of things tonight, but I thought that was one to hit because COVID's really shaken things up. Uh, During COVID... Y'all remember I was saying a lot about checking in on people, checking on three people a day, or I was kind of framing it differently saying, reach out to three people a day. Why? Well, you want to stay connected. And also I want others to know that there are people out there to connect with that are thinking about them. So it's a combination. Just quickly, just quick side comment. Remember that we are working on looking out for ourselves and looking out for others. And that's why I'm always trying to kind of do that. Um, you know, reciprocated acknowledgement of, hey, I'm here. I'm someone you can talk to. Um, Because I think what's happened is during the pandemic, people got tired, people got burnt out, people got busy, and people started to drift. But sometimes it's not that they're drifting. It's that they don't have the energy or ability to reach out. I saw, I wish I had saved it. I saw a, I guess it was a meme. I don't know if it was a tweet or a meme or something that was going around. And it was talking about, you know, the, the expected normal length of time that someone should feel okay waiting for in terms of a response from like a text. And they're like, you know, Three hours, four hours, if you can't get back to someone in that amount of time, then that's a sign that blah, blah, blah. And a lot of people were weighing in going, okay, so you can put some arbitrary made up amount of time that's appropriate, but it doesn't take into account people's mental health. It's not mental health informed. Some people are burdened and overwhelmed. They don't have the energy. They don't have much to share. They're really focusing on taking care of themselves. So whatever might be doable by some because they have tons of uh, nannies and a support network and resources, or maybe they're single and don't have a family to worry about or they don't have kids or they have a partner. Um, There's so many things that are going on in our lives. We can't put these arbitrary numbers to things like how long it should take to get a text back. Uh, Do your best, but I want people to give us some grace. I know that there's times in my life and times in my life where I'm struggling with things, um, mental health wise of my own work stuff, uh, interpersonal stuff. And I just don't have the 
energy to prioritize keeping up that day or in that way. And I need them to give me grace to get back when I can and to not punish me for getting back as soon as I can. That doesn't mean I don't care about them, but I need to be given that sometimes. Sometimes I need to conserve my energy for other things. And I want us to afford that to others. We can't be so... Uh, so sensitive. We can't personalize everything so quickly. We can't. Um, here's what. Here's basically what it is. We have to ask ourselves what might be going on in that person's life, because we tend to not think in those terms. We think about the way it impacts us immediately. I can't believe they didn't get back to me. It's my birthday and I didn't hear from them, etc., etc., etc. But we never say what might be going on in their life that is either a preventing them from getting back to me in a time that I'm most comfortable with, or b what might be going on in their life that they need to be putting their time and attention into, or c what might be a more meaningful priority for them that day or at that time. Congrats on your wedding, happy birthday. But what if that day is also the anniversary of the death of someone in their life? That should be more important to them than texting you happy birthday. What if the weekend of your wedding, they have their son's graduation? That should be more important to them than your wedding. But we personalize. But it's my wedding. My friends should all be there. Maybe if they have the time, money, and energy. Maybe there's other things that they need their time, money, and energy to go into. So we need to stop being so self-centered. And so again, if friends are drifting, give them the grace to circle back without punishing them when they come back. We need to allow that. We also want that given to us. But nonetheless, reach out on people you haven't heard from. It's totally beautiful and loving in a non-accusatory way to say, hey, I've missed you. How are you? Or, hey, I haven't heard from you. I'm hoping all is well. Reach out when you can. Hear that compassion in there. We need that. I'm saying this because I work with patients that are on both ends of that. Ones that are struggling to not personalize people not getting right back to them. And they're working on thinking outside of themselves. And then I'm working with the other client who is wanting people to know they care about them, but they just don't have the mental health or the bandwidth to be focused on that right now. And they're hoping that their friends are healthy enough and care about them enough to give them that grace and that space and that time. We have to do that. Um, I'm practicing doing that. It's been a really beautiful thing, but the pandemic has shaken things up. So I wanted to just kind of like hit that headline. I thought that that was um, something we should all be sensitive to. Now and even not now, later in life when things, I don't know, what, open back up? I don't even know what the framework is. Um, I'm not going to say when things go back to normal because they never will. Uh, things are just going to be different. Uh, so anyway, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about uh, how you know that you're ready for a serious relationship or a relationship at all. Uh, maybe if we get through that, we'll get to some other stuff. But this is kind of that self-assessment. Like, how am I doing? Because again, tip. What are we bringing into someone's life? That's what we got to think about. DMs wide open. Put something in there. If you got something for us, uh, we are channelq.com is where you want to go to check out past episodes. Check it out. Stick around though. We'll be back. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot? (coughs) Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all right we're back and uh we're looking at are we ready for a serious relationship what a loaded question you know the thing is it, it doesn't it doesn't have to be a uh <laughs> a forever uh you know we are flexible we are plastic skills can be learned and often need to be learned but again we have a lot of unlearning to do and then relearning right the high the high rate of divorce and cheating is because we don't know how to run relationships they those relationships should be ending the ones that are ending they're toxic people don't leave relationships they want to be a part of or that are happy it's kind of like the job market uh, if you offered a uh, living wage and good benefits and you were a good company you won't worry about employees same thing with relationships um, that's why I think marriage is a flaw sometimes. People feel trapped. They can't financially or legally just leave. And if we didn't have marriage, then you would only be with someone because you chose to be with them. And that meant every day you consciously said, this is worth being a part of. And we had to then be on our best behavior. I think we get lazy in general. And we also over rely on, oh, well, we live together. We have kids. We're married. They're not going to go. That's gross. And so we don't know how to run relationships. So most of them should end. So people can work on themselves and learn how to be better. I advocate for that all the time learning about ourselves based on our past relationships, looking at ourselves first, not always using all these things we hear about or read about to understand or diagnose our partner, but start with yourself first. Uh, so I'm on board for people unlearning, relearning, um, leaving relationships that aren't good for them. It shouldn't be something that's oppressive. It shouldn't be a hostage situation. It should be a choice we make because it's healthy for us. As I say all the time, relationships take work and they, and they are a conflict, but it shouldn't be a lot of work. It should take work, but not a lot of work. That means you are not ready or you are not compatible. Also, conflict's gonna happen, but it shouldn't be done, in a, shouldn't be managed in a toxic way. It's done with love, care, and maturity. But if it's about physicality or name calling or psychological or emotional abuse or punishing and all that, well, then it also isn't healthy. 
So we're expecting better this year from ourselves. And that's part of this whole topic is, are you ready for a serious relationship? Um, if you're not, let's work on it. You know, if things aren't going great, say, let me put a pause. Let me not keep dragging people into my life and me into their lives and making everything worse or more miserable. Um, we can heal, we can learn, we can be better for others. It's so important. Because, <laughs> um, you know, again, remember, my definition of mental health is relational health. You want to know how your mental health is or, or, or how the, your mental functioning is going? Think about the quality of your relationships. If you're having a lot of chaos and issues with your friends and family members and people you're dating, then your mental health isn't so great. And you need to really work on improving your mental functioning so as to be able to participate better in those relationships. So that's the mirror. That's the diagnostic tool. You don't want to be one of those people where you're always in fights with your friends and the people you're dating. If you and your partner are always fighting, that's not a good sign. We need to, we need to really take some time to work on ourselves. And so before we get into what are the signs that help you know if you're ready for a relationship, I want to front load it by saying it's about us examining ourselves. A lot of people want to make it about everyone else. They always want to look outwards. But remember, we're starting with ourselves. That is the best assessment tool. <laughs> I'm going to say it over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Um, but I wish that there were courses or classes. I mean, yes, there, there are now, but it's not mandatory and most people don't do it. Um, I was talking to a friend about this, right? Saying most people spend their weekends partying and running around and never sitting with themselves, never working on themselves. So it's like, when does that happen? And it's funny when people are like, what are you doing with your weekend? And you tell them these things that are rooted in self-improvement and, and, and contemplation and they roll their eyes or they don't relate to it. And it's like, oh my God, um, I would never be able to date with someone. I would never date someone or be in a relationship with someone in a primary way if they weren't somehow actively working on themselves. They better be in a spiritual practice. They better be in therapy or they better be journaling and doing um excuse me, some form of contemplation, something that says to me, maybe they're reading self-help or spiritual books. I don't even care what it is, but there has to be something in their life that reflects back to me, them basically saying, I'm aware that I have work to do. I'm aware that I impact you and you're, you're functioning. I'm aware that my mental health is your mental health and your mental health is my mental health and I'm willing to do my part. Um, it's something that says I'm, I'm aware of myself. I'm consciously watching how I'm moving through the world. Otherwise, if they're just like, I work all week and then I go to the gym and then I watch TV and go to bed and on the weekends, I'm at my friends or I'm at a, you know, music, con you know, music festival and we're drinking and pools and all that. I'm like, it'll never work. Um, you are unaware of yourself. You're running from yourself and you're not going to be something that makes my life better. And you're probably not good with conflict or emotional regulation and all these other things that you don't pick up at a music festival or a concert when you're always around other people. At least, at least build in 10 to 20% of some meditation, some prayer, some self-help reading, some working on yourself, some therapy, a spiritual group, healthy spiritual or psychological podcasts. This, this stuff is free. <laughs> you don't even have to pay for most of that, you know? Um, go to church, go to a meditation group, join a 12-step program. I don't care. Do something. There's so much out there. Work with an intern. It's reduced fee. Work, go to a counseling center. Reduced fee. Use your insurance. Whatever you need to do. But tap into that. And sometimes the issues aren't really psychological or mental health. And they're spiritual. And then you go work with someone who does spiritual counseling or a meditation coach or someone who does breath work or somatics. I don't even care. Just some method. Um, even maybe bring all of that in. 
I'm constantly cycling through all of that. Everything I listed are all things that are either currently a part of my life or have been and will be again. I'm always saying, is my work more psychologically minded now? Is it more spiritual? I'm part of different spiritual groups at this time in my life. I'm always reading things. I'm always assessing myself. I'm paying attention to how I'm impacting others and moving through relationships. I know what I'm working on and I'm applying it. Well, because of the work I do, I am my tool, you know, but also because I don't want to have my presence in other people's lives make their lives worse. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to start talking about how to know that you are ready to be brought into someone's life, AKA to be in a relationship. And even if you're already in one, you can still work on this stuff. And then we'll be doing some DMs. So if you got a DM for us, drop in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. And then uh, we are channelq.com is where you want to go for past episodes of Loveline. Scroll down, click on it, binge, post, share, re listen. Remember, I was saying you got to feed your brain with this stuff. Stick around. We'll be back. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. All right. We're back and we're talking tonight about the ever important, deep, difficult, got to be honest question of am I ready to be in a relationship? You know, research shows us, talked about this before, that... uh, you know, the length of time between relationships doesn't speak to the health of the next one. And so, you know, some people do rebounds, others don't. Rebounds being those that jump right into a relationship because they don't want to be lonely and all of that, but they're not necessarily really interested in that person. It's more about just having someone and there they are. But others, they really truly meet someone who's awesome and they connect and they just gently slide right in. I often go from relationship to relationship. Yes, there's time between, but not a lot of time. Um, Make what you want about that. But I value relationality. It's where I do the most transformative work. I'm okay being on my own. I take a lot of downtime, a lot of solo time, whether I'm in a relationship or not. So those those needs are handled, you know, all the contemplations in there. But relationality is a great place. I value it. I want to be in it. And so I actively seek it out. Um, I seek out that, which is a goal of mine. I don't, you know, let life just land on me. I'm an active participant in it. My point being, dun, 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 that just because you're single doesn't mean you should get into a relationship just because you can. Just because a relationship ended doesn't mean you should slide into one. Um, It also doesn't mean you shouldn't. It's really about assessing where am I? What am I looking for? Have I learned what I needed to learn from the last one? Am I aware of the impact I have on others? Um, So let's go through some of the things to consider. Uh, Chaos, I love this. This is someone else's uh, statement. Uh, You know you're ready when you see that, (laughs) I can't even speak, when you see chaos as a turn off instead of a turn on. Some people are so used to chemistry, that hot, spicy fire, that they can't tolerate lower levels of intimacy and connecting. They're so used to high highs, and that means a lot of love, a lot of love bombing, lots of romance, but then there's also that same high energy and fire brought to chaos and conflict. That is not good. You can't always be trying to operate at that high level with everything. Um, you ha- it can't always be high highs and then low lows. That's a red flag. You have to be ready for what happens in the middle. And some people see that middle, that maintenance phase when we're doing more of the attachment work, when it's not just about lust and testosterone and all that high energy. Some people see that as, uh, I'm bored. It's not working anymore. The seven-year itch, ba 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 And it's like, no, that's called balance. That's called things are just running smoothly. That's called put some time, energy, and attention into other elements and other people in your life. Let that just be a supportive companionship. Uh, but you can't always be seeking this high energy, this um, chaos, as they say. Some people, though, are constantly seeking that. 
in healthy relationships, we, we trade in that chaos, uh, which can feel really dynamic and very exciting uh, for stability. You don't have to, but that's what most people are looking for, stability. And that, isn't, that doesn't mean boring. That doesn't mean flat. That just means it's not as high as maybe you're used to. Some people are always riding at those high levels because they're used to these highly conflictual relationships, tons of drama in all their different relationships, um, social, platonic, familial, romantic, sexual, whatever it is. And they don't understand what um, calmness feels like, safety, stability, intimacy, deeper levels of being known. Beautiful. Also, when you're ready to actually act on red flags, remember, we've talked about this quickly, green, green flags, red flags, and deal breakers. You have to know the differences. Let's go through it again quickly. Red flags mean, yikes, I need to keep an eye on that. And if that, that maintains or doesn't resolve, it becomes a deal breaker. Deal breakers are immediate things that mean you don't move forward anymore. Emotional abuse, physical abuse, undealt with drug and alcohol issues, undealt with mental health issues, that's a deal breaker. This person isn't ready or available to themselves or to you. Red flags are things that are annoying or frustrating, and you pretty much have to learn to live with those things. Those are more of the green flags. Things that are annoying or frustrating, that's life, man. Um, but red flags would be things that you want to track a little bit more. Um, they don't seem that available. Maybe they are. You're not sure if their drinking's a little excessive or not. Let's keep an eye on it. But red flags mean I'm going to put a pin in it, but I'm going to keep tracking it. Annoying, frustrating things usually aren't red flags. They're more just that's honestly kind of part of a green flag. That's life. Um, but we have to stop letting chemistry or attraction get in the way of us honoring, tracking those red flags and sometimes realizing they're actually deal breakers. They're not available or they're not kind or they do have a problematic relationship with drugs, alcohol, or partying um, or I can't trust them or there's a lack of honesty. These are all things that the minute it happens, we can't bounce because we can't just run the minute there's a little infraction or disappointment. But sometimes we realize those are actually deal breakers and we push them into that category. Or sometimes we realize this is life. It's more of a green light. Yeah, it's a bummer that they do that, but that's part of who they are. That doesn't mean they're a bad person or a bad partner. You know, um, So we hang in there with that. that, that that's got to be something we're willing to do. All right, we're going to take a little break, do some DMs, and then when we come back, we're going to be talking more about how to tell if you're ready for a relationship. Oh, we all need to be asking ourselves that. Just because we are single or available in some ways doesn't mean we're ready. <laughs> That's not good enough. Uh, we, we should need to have a little bit of a resume, you know, showing some training and work that we've done, just like we have to do for jobs. All right, we're going to do some DMs. Stick around. We'll be back. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. All right, we are back, and now it's time to slide into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. DMs are always brought to you by our uh, Loveline IG page. So if you got a question or a topic, drop it in there. We got answers for you. Oh, let's see what you got. Hey, Dr. Chris, my name is Vivian, and my best friend from high school asked me to be her maid of honor. That's sweet. I've tried to set boundaries with her, but she keeps pushing the lines. God, I would love to know what those boundaries are. Uh, I know it's her big day, and this is a huge responsibility, but I need my space. <laughs> I almost feel like this is going to ruin our friendship. How can I respectfully tell her that we need to take a break before it ruins her day? So I don't know exactly what that means, take a break. 
or space. Um, so uh, I'm going to kind of make it a larger discussion because, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know what that means, taking a break or taking space so that doesn't ruin her day. I'm going to assume that um, she is excited about her wedding and most of us are socialized to believe that it is the most important thing when it's one of many important things in our lives. And I think people lose the they lose connection to the purpose of weddings just like birthdays and other events it's supposed to be fun it's not supposed to be this thing that you do that makes you miserable you don't have to do it but you choose to do it you choose to do it because it's supposed to be fun and a celebration focus on that am i having fun are other people having fun in relationship to this is my bridesmaid feeling good and happy about being a part of this or am i being a power hungry nasty person because i don't care what it is it doesn't give you the right to put it before other people and the relationships you have with them. If you're willing to burn down a friendship because you're being obnoxious or controlling over your wedding, you're not being a good person. That friend still deserves respect. I don't care if it's your wedding. It's still a person and their needs are still important. We don't give up our humanity or our needs because it's your birthday, your wedding, or your recital, right? We have to have a relational model. So I want us to, to do a little self a little introspection. Are we making people's lives harder? Are we losing sight of what these events are supposed to be fun and celebration? We need to let go and lighten up a little bit. You know what I mean? It's but a bleep in the screen. It's a moment in time. And it's okay to lovingly ask her bridesmaid reminder that, hey, this isn't feeling fun anymore. This isn't feeling good. Like, let's get back to fun. But bridesmaid who wrote the question, you're allowed to have boundaries. You're allowed to say, listen, I, I have a lot of other things on my plate. I'm happy to be a part of this, but I can't get a daily email or I can't get emails every five seconds. My life is still in motion. My life is still my priority. I know your wedding's your priority and I, and I empathize with that because I'm your friend, but your priority isn't mine. My life still has to come first. So chill. And I know you can't say that like that. So you have to be loving and say, hey, listen, I'm feeling very overwhelmed. I'm so excited for you. And I'm so complimented that you asked me to be bridesmaid. And I want to do that. Let's make sure this is still fun. And use words like, this isn't feeling good right now. And you can say things like, I have other things I have to focus on. Maybe every weekend, send me a weekend email with all the things you were thinking or needing. But just because it's your wedding doesn't mean you have a right to interrupt other people's days all day long with what your needs and concerns are. It doesn't. It's a wedding. It's a party. Chill. Seriously, reconnect with the fact that's supposed to be fun and celebratory. We're not supposed to make people's lives miserable and ruin friendships over it. It's a party, chill. And I want people to advocate for that with whatever we're talking about, even with your job. Hey, I have a life as well, other things like boundaries. Everyone needs to learn boundaries. Just because we have text message and emails doesn't mean people should be readily available. Remember we, all we have was a landline? Some of you might not, might not remember that. All we used to have was a landline and people would apologize for reaching out to you after dinner time. Because they knew that that was your time with your family. Now we will send texts and have requests at all hours of the day. That's not okay with for anyone. And in the bad in the old days when we had a landline, if someone was actively on it, you couldn't even get through. People would take the phone off the hook at dinner time to not be disturbed, and sometimes leave it off for the rest of the night. And life moved on fine somehow. You know what I mean? So set boundaries. Reflect back to her what it's like to be dealt with right now, and remind her. What, what should be centered and prioritized? You know, there's a lot of work for all of us around that. So thank you for that question. As I said, the DMs come in on our Loveline IG page. Got a question, got a topic, drop them in there. Past episodes are over at wearechannelq.com. Coming up next, we're gonna keep talking about reparenting, how to grow ourselves up, how to be better, because that's the work. What do I need to do, right? It's not other people, we're looking at ourselves. And that question was a good example. Look at what role you're playing in other people's lives. 
Are you harming them? Are you making their life harder? Be better. All right, stick around. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be back. Rachel, we are back and we're talking about dun, 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 signs that say you are ready to be in a relationship. I know, I know. People are like, honey, close your ears or you're closing your ears because you're like, I don't really want to have to really be conscious about this, but you do. Because again, we're impacting other people's mental health in their lives. And if we have too much baggage that we're going to drag in, we're not ready. So that's like, even before we get into these bullet points, like how much baggage do you have? Can you, can you unload some of those suitcases so you're bringing in less? Because remember, all the damage that was done in the relationship before and the ones before, sometimes we just take forward unless we do the difficult work of saying, mm, where are my triggers? Because triggers are a sign of where our work is. Triggers aren't about us needing to tell others to stop triggering us and to control their behavior. Triggers are for us to learn about where our work is. They tell us about ourselves. Triggers are a mirror being held up that's saying resolve this so it doesn't exist. The work is not about saying to others, you stop doing that. So I don't have to control myself. I want you to work on controlling your behavior so I don't have to do that work. No, resolve your triggers. Resolve your wounds. Learn from the past relationships what you need to be doing differently moving forward. Um, I want us to ask ourselves this. Am I really ready for a relationship, a serious one? We were talking earlier before the DMs about chaos, moving away from that, and this high energy and all this chemistry and realizing awesome, but compatibility matters too. <laughs> Uh, the difference between red flags and deal breakers and green flags. Annoyances and frustrations aren't deal breakers. They're not even red flags. <laughs> red flags are things that we're honest with ourselves about that we're going to track, follow up on, pay attention to, not just ignore. We're not ignoring red flags anymore. And we're looking at them to see whether or not they're actually a deal breaker. Um, I love this one. You know you're ready for a relationship when you refuse to let anyone cause you any more pain. We're not accepting less than we deserve anymore. Again, we don't date to make our lives harder or make more chaotic. We don't bring people in to make things worse. If that is what's happening, get rid of whatever we're talking about. But in this case, a person. Remember, before, during, and after. I'm going to keep bringing that up. How do you feel before? How do you feel during? How do you feel after? While you're with these people, you should feel good. While you have, you know, having left, having just been with them, you should still feel good. We don't date to make our lives harder or worse. I'll say it again. Relationships take work, but not a lot of work. And I've had to say to people, that is too much work. Either you are not willing to work on yourselves or you are not compatible. Or unfortunately, what the two of you create when you come together is not healthy. Just because we are attracted to someone or want to be with someone doesn't mean we can be or should be. Okay, put that on repeat. Send that sound bite. Send that sound bite out to your friends. Um, but again, we don't take that seriously enough. Another one, and we talked about this on an earlier show, so it's a little bit of a throwback. Is um, how happy are you in your current life? Because if you're not that happy, you're going to make this person responsible for that. And then when you're still not, you're going to blame them for it, and you're going to get rid of them, thinking that they made you unhappy, but you weren't before anyway. <laughs> work on being happy first and then you, this person will be gifted some of that and you won't make them responsible for that what's going on in your life do you have a solid group of friends no go work on friends first are you happy in a career or a job of some kind go work on that first handle all that basic foundational stuff and then work on bringing someone in and you bring brought into their life because then you know you'll have a positive beneficial impact but if you haven't done all that and you're like, I'm not a happy person, I don't have meaningful friendships in my life, um, I have no idea what I'm doing with career, job, or volunteer, or whatever is tied into purpose and meaning, you're not ready. Work on those pieces first. Don't get distracted by dating and relationship. That will pull your energy away from that. 
You won't have much to offer this other person. And you're going to feel very dependent on this relationship for meeting all those needs, to for giving you identity, for giving you happiness, and for giving you a social outlet. And that's way too much pressure to put on this poor other little human being who's just trying to do the best they can and get through life. <laughs> so track that, pay attention to that, get better about that. We don't take that seriously enough, and we have to. So I'll say that again. You have the basic domains of your life managed to some decent level doesn't have to be ideal, but at least it's managed. And then this person can just be a companion on your journey. That's it. They're not responsible for anything else. <laughs> we put too much responsibility on that person. We blame them for our general unhappiness, which we already had before we even met them. You know, <laughs> relationships take, take time and energy. We got to have all these other things met first. That was something that threw off all the clients I worked with when I ran my relationship groups at some of these treatment centers. That that whole checklist, they were like, oh, and I was like, I know, <laughs> you know, so figure that out and also look for people who have those things figured out because that's about the quality of their life that, you know, your life and theirs is going to co-mingle, co-exist, you know, reciprocated. Uh, passing things back and forth. So just be thoughtful about that. Okay, we're gonna take a break and then we're gonna keep talking about signs to let you know you're ready for a relationship. Then we'll be doing some DMs. So if you got a DM for us, drop it in our Loveline IG page DMs. That's a question, anything you're wondering, whatever you're wondering about, someone else might be as well. So you're helping them as you're helping yourself. And um, topics you want us to hit, drop them in there too. Something you want us to circle back to, drop deeper into, let us know. And we are channelq.com is where you want to go to check out past episodes of Loveline. Click on Loveline. You can binge, post, share, re-listen. Lots of awesome stuff over there. So, um, yeah. But uh, we'll be back. We're going to take a little break. Um, you know, get your dance on, do your thing, go uh, do whatever you need to do, but then come back and join us because we're going to finish going through um, all the things you need to consider before you jump into a serious relationship or some things to think about if you already are. So uh, stick around. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris, Channel Q, and Odyssey. Rachel, we are back and we're talking about signs that you are ready for a dun -da -da -da, serious relationship. But honestly, this should be things we should be asking ourselves, even for friends. You know, like I want us to really care um, about the kind of person we're being. So here's a good one. Um, we were talking about this on another show earlier this week about looking for an equal, excuse me, not a project. We can't be looking at partners based on potentiality because that might never come. You know, I work with a lot of clients that are always like, I'll start dating when, and then they fill in the blank with something. And I'm like, we don't know when that's going to happen. We don't know if that's going to happen. We don't even know that that's going to matter. We have to learn how to just be where we are with ourselves as we are, you know, not thinking that we need to do all these different structural things to make ourselves ready. Do the internal work first. That's all that really matters. That's what impacts the, the relationship. Um, are you aware of yourself? Are you aware of the work that needs to be done? Have you learned from past relationships? Um, no one wants to be made to feel as though they're not good enough. Um, don't bring someone in if there's things that you just can't accept. A lot of my favorite theorists around, around relationships and secure attachments say that all the time. Ambivalence is toxic, and I agree with them. If you're not in, go. If you're not sure about this person, move on. But your ambivalence isn't going to be good for you or them. And that's tied to this idea that you want some things to be different about them. If you're struggling with who they are, then you're not a match. That's okay. But it's not someone's job 
to be what you need them or want them to be. It's their job to just be their total, full, authentic self at all times. And if you want that, cool. And if you don't, go find that. But you don't have a right to make them miserable or to shame them or eat away their you know, self-esteem by telling them they need to lose weight or they need to dress differently or they need to make more money. That's your stuff. You go heal that and work on your ego. They are okay as they are. And if you can't accept them as they are, then you're not ready to be their partner or anyone's partner. Yes, I want us to share with people what it's like to be in a relationship with them. Yes, I want to ask for some growth, transformation, and changes, but not ones that are rooted in shame, not ones that are about our ego, not ones that tell them they're not good enough as they are. It's things that should be worked on like, hey, can we work on building more connection and intimacy and closeness? It can be emotional qualities and traits, but we're not shaming them for what they wear, their body shape or size, how much money they're making, who their friends are. That's uh, That says more about us. That says where our work is. So take that back. Don't date someone seeing them as a project. Don't date someone from a place of ambivalence. That's not good for you or for them. You accept them as they are because you choose them and you choose what comes with being with them or don't. But we don't want to date or be in relationships where we have one foot in and one foot out. That's not fair and that will never work and that doesn't create secure attachment. Secure attachment is consistent, reliable, available, responsive, period. I know who you are. I accept you. But that's also why we're taking time to date. Remember, dating is not relationshiping. Some people just jump right into a relationship. We date first. Dating is I'm casually spending time with people, more than one, to get to see if I'm compatible enough with any of them to form a relationship. We have to take time to experience them, to have many experiences of them. And again, as I always say, it's conflict when we're going to learn the most. How do we repair? How do we deal with conflict? That's really going to help us understand. Also, don't make commitments until you start having sex. If you want a sexual relationship with this person, please don't jump into a relationship with them of any kind until you've explored sexual compatibility because you shouldn't be in a committed, monogamous, or serious sexual relationship with someone if sexual compatibility is not there. That is why part of dating is assessing the sex part. Don't have any shame in that. We should be. That's a sign that someone's serious if they're interested in sexuality. At some point, it has to be explored on the front end, the back end, and if we do it soon and we don't hang out afterwards, that's because that's all that was really there and that's good to know. But if there's more there, then more will come to be. But don't make commitments without exploring all levels of compatibility. Otherwise, you are gonna be in my office struggling. I say that all the time, and it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good to be told you don't have sexual compatibility, the chemistry is not there, you're already committed to this, and the work might be mourning the loss of what you thought you're gonna have, because we can only make some changes and improvements with what is already there at the core. I can't create chemistry. I don't want to. And that's why people have to be smarter about that. So really, really, really think about that. Date. Don't just start relationshiping. Date first. And you can own that. There's no shame in that. Hey, I'm still getting to know you. I can't commit. I haven't had enough experiences or milestones with you. I still don't know what it's like at different times of life with you. So ask for that. Give yourself that. Don't let someone rush you. Don't let someone shame you into committing before you're ready because that's premature that's also not honest, and that's based on projection and fantasy until you've really gotten to know them. And again, conflict and how that goes is a really good sign because you're starting to learn. You're starting to see what the work would be. You're starting to see what you would be taking on in committing to them. And I want us to really take that seriously. So that's in there. <laughs> 
So think about that. Ambivalence is not good. So if you have ambivalence about your partner, your relationship, interrogate yourself. What is that about? Is that about the fact that I wasn't really interested enough? Is that about the fact that I won't just accept them as they are? Is that about the fact that I'm trying to change them? Is that about the fact that I won't look at my ego and why it is that I need to have them be a certain way or look a certain way for me to accept them? Like really learn about yourself through that tension and that struggle. There's so much gold in that dirt. So go into it. That's how we learn about ourselves, you know, those struggles. So let that mirror be held up. But again, we're looking for an equal, not a project. (laughs) Um, This is who they are, you know, and I know that that's really hard. Disappointments and frustrations, that's part of it. We're not looking for perfect. You know, remember, we were talking about how it's good enough. We're looking for good enough. All right, y'all, we're going to take a little break. We're going to come back and uh, finish up our topic. And then we'll be doing those DMs, y'all. Thanks for sending them all in. We get tons of them, but I'm um, always happy to get more. You got questions, drop them in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. Questions, topics, things you want us to hit again. And uh, past episodes over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for Loveline and click on it. Binge, post, reshare. Got a lot to unlearn and relearned. And uh, check out some of the other shows while you're there. Lots of really, really, really great stuff. Um, stick around, though. We got more to come. We'll be back. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris, Channel Q, and Odyssey. We'll be back. All right, y'all. We're back when we're finishing up our signs that you know you are ready for a serious relationship. I've been throwing a lot at you. Let's go through a little bit of it. We're happy. We're decently mostly happy. That means we're not going to put that on the other. And we're going to be a little bit of sunshine being brought into their life. We also have friends. Like we have our social needs met. We're not going to put all that on our partner. Um, In addition to that, we know what gives us purpose and meaning in our lives. We're not going to use our partner as our social outlet, as our complete identity. And also it means we have things to bring into their life. Um, We're not just riding the wave of chemistry and fire only. We know that that's awesome, but we also know that uh, we need to actually have some levels of true compatibility. Otherwise, it's going to be too much intensity. We're not ignoring red flags. We are tracking them. We're owning them. We're saying, darn it, I really like this person, but you know what? I'm paying attention to this, that, and the other thing to see if these become deal breakers. But if something's an annoyance or a frustration, we accept that. That's not a deal breaker. That's not a red flag. That's part of being with another human being. We're not looking for perfect. So please don't think if something annoys you or frustrates you that that means they're not a good partner or a good match. We have to learn how to allow that. We do that with everyone else in our lives. We have to do that with the person we're dating as well. We're not letting people cause us any more pain. We don't bring people into our lives that have a negative impact on us. We don't date to make life harder or worse or more complex. It should be better or neutral. I say that all the time. We're also letting go of control. We're not trying to control things. We're not making our partner a project. We are accepting them as they are. I know it's really hard. Ambivalence, toxic. We're all in knowing who they are. Why? Because we're not jumping right into relationship. We're taking our time and we're dating, which means we're getting to know them slowly. We're having experiences with them and of them to see what it's like to be with them. We're waiting till we have some conflict to see what we're like during conflict. That's a good sign to help us understand our mental health. When things are good and easy, that's easy. We don't learn much. That's important. Enjoy that. Capitalize on that. But we also have to have those rough times to really learn about what we're like as a couple. Um, someone liking you feels like a no-brainer and feels good. I know some people can't handle when they get desirability reflected at them. We're, we're allowing that. We're receiving that. We're not just going after people that aren't available. There are four key words that I always throw out there. Consistent, available, responsive, reliable. 
Those are the things we're looking to give and to look for upon receiving. That's what tells us we're ready and they're ready. We're consistent, we're reliable, we're available, and we're responsive. Nothing less than that. That's what we're giving and that's what we're asking for. Those are the good signs. And finally, we're listening to ourselves. What? I know. If something feels wrong or off, we honor that. <laughs> Again, we're not going with, they look good on paper. <laughs> we're not going with, but they're really hot and I'm attracted to them and sex is awesome. We're wanting a lot more than that. Because <laughs> it's an act of self-worth and an act of self-esteem, what we allow, what we bring in, the boundaries we set. If you're constantly saying to your friends, oh my God, I can't believe my boyfriend or girlfriend did this. I hate them. They're such a jerk, blah, blah, blah. That's telling us a lot about you because you're, you're with that person. You're allowing that. You're participating in that. Clean it up, fix it, or move on. But we're not doing that anymore, you know? And as the friends of some of these people lovingly start to reflect some of this back, Wow, it sounds like you are both a negative influence on each other. That's not a sign of a healthy relationship. Wow, it looks like you haven't experienced a lot with them. What is conflict like? Because that really helps us understand the level of mental health that we're going to have while with each other. Because um, we're moving towards adult relationships. That's what I'm trying to push everyone towards. Regardless of what your age is, we're trying to have mature adult relationships. Because that is our mental health, our relational health. So we're taking it seriously and working on it. That's part of 2020. So again, take out a pen and paper. This is your exercise. What is the health of all the relationships I'm a part of? Give them all letter grades. Where's the work? What do I need to work on to be a better friend, to be a better son, to be a better brother, to be a better partner? Start doing it. Because before we assess them, we do our work first. Because I promise you, you improve what kind of partner, son, friend, brother you are. They are now responding in a relationship to someone healthier. And that will improve their level of functioning. It's called barred functioning. We function at a higher level and hold the bar up. Most people will rise up and meet us. And if they don't, we move on. But we start with ourselves first. If you're functioning at your best, then you can better assess them. But if you're not, you can't. And that's why I say to my clients, I don't want to hear about your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife. I don't want to hear about it. Let's work on your stuff first, and then we'll see what kind of impact and influence you can have. And then, once you're part of changing that system that you're both, you know, part of, we get a better sense of what you know who they are. Most people rise up and meet you, and if they don't, more powerful. You know, it's a more powerful thing to have to look at. So, um, do the work. You're worth it. You know. Your life is worth it. Your mental health is worth it because this stuff leaks into every other domain. Your relational health impacts your work health, impacts your social health. It leaks, it bleeds. It's all interconnected, you know? So if things aren't going great, maybe take a look at that. All right, um, DMs next. Y'all know the drill. You got a question? Drop in the DMs on our Love Line IG page. We are channelq.com. That's where you want to go to check out past episodes. Um, lots of good stuff over there. So uh, check out the other shows. But again, remember, we got to unlearn a lot of the messaging and relearn. And so re-listening to Love Line is a way to do that. You can binge, post, share, re-listen. Take me with you on a walk, a hike. You're strolling, you're shopping, you're in the bathtub. It's all good stuff. But just make sure you're in it somehow. You know, we, we want to make sure we have some resources that we're connecting to that are helping us learn about ourselves and grow. So we'll be doing some DMs, closing out the show with that. Stick around. We'll be back. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be right back. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All right, we're back. Now it's time to slide back into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. This one, a little bit long, so hang in there with me. This one says, hey, Dr. Chris and Loveline, my name is Eric. I've been an open gay man since I was 12, so about 13 years. The guy I'm talking to right now is also 25, but he's not fully out yet. Yep, a lot of people aren't. Not everyone's living in a safe conditions where they can openly be gay. Not everyone's maybe resolved and done that work. We live in a homophobic culture. So it takes a lot of courage still to come out as gay, knowing that some people will make assumptions about you. You know what I mean? It's not safe for everyone and it's not right for everyone to be open depending on their situation. You know, we have to honor that. Um, Basically though, your question said, he's told me that his parents know he's gay, but he's never brought anyone home for them to meet. Okay. He said that only a few of his friends know and the ones that uh, don't try to set them up with girls all the time. Yep, that's what friends do. It's actually what good friends do. So I kind of applaud them. They're like, hey, we want to hook him up. Uh, he said he goes out on these dates because he doesn't want to make his friends feel bad about it. Okay, that's a little strange. Your friends are going to be that let down about you saying I'm not interested in the people you're trying to set me up with. It's definitely some work in that. Uh, you say, I'm not pushing him to come out before he needs to. Good. But in order for us to continue to date, I do think his friends need to respect him and not set up him with female dates. Okay, that's what you think. I'm not sure what he thinks. And I'm not sure what he needs, you know, but I appreciate that you're saying that's what you need to feel comfortable. Um, maybe you need to be uncomfortable right now. That's what you need. But what about what he needs? Because this is actually about him. You don't like the idea that that's happening. Cool. Calm down, regulate, you know what I mean? You entered his life. This is what his life looks like right now. We can't enter someone's life and try to make all these demands and decisions so that we're comfortable. That's not how it works. You need to accept him as he is. This is where he's at. And if you can't be where he's at and on his journey, then you're not a safe partner to be with. I don't know that you can just make that demand. What if his friends are homophobic? What if he has longstanding relationships with them and he has to figure out and grieve the loss of maybe losing them? I don't know what kind of role models he has that are gay. I don't know how his family's responded. Just because you've been out since you were 12 or 13, which means 13 years of doing that work and enhancing that confidence, he hasn't. And so you can't expect him to be in a few months or a few years where you, what took you 13. So you need a little more compassion because it isn't harming you directly at all, actually. When he's with you, he's with you. And when he's not, doesn't matter. I appreciate the idea that you're like, yeah, but he's on date with someone else. Okay, it's a girl, nothing's gonna happen. But bigger than that, like, worry about his mental health. He's not ready, obviously, you know what I mean? 
And some people, it's a journey of years. Some people, it takes years for them to come out to everyone because we go at our pace, right? We go at our pace, not the pace, not your pace. That's rooted in your inability to tolerate your discomfort. Like you have to toughen up around that. Um, you did say, uh, I do think his friends need to respect him. Great. Okay. I don't think they're disrespecting him though. They're operating off of the information they have. There's nothing disrespectful in that. Um, and not some of the female dates. Okay. Again, not disrespect, but I do think he should maybe say to them, I'm not interested because I, what I care most about is these poor women. What the issue really is, is are these poor women going on a date with someone that they think maybe is available and they're being vulnerable and they're taking their time and energy and that's not what's available. And so that's where I feel the worst. That's the people who are being harmed. These poor women that are getting already showing up and excited about a date and being misled and lied to. That's the core issue because no one else is harmed in this, right? If he's got the time, but I do think he should maybe back off of that out of care for these women. Uh, and you said he needs to draw that line as well. Is that me still asking too much? Yeah. I don't understand what your stake is in that. Again, I appreciate the idea that no one wants to think of their partner on a date with someone, but he's gay, so it doesn't matter. So how does it harm you? It doesn't. You're just uncomfortable. You want him to be further along than he is. You want him to be where you are. He's not. But I appreciate you saying this is hard for me. This is uncomfortable for me. Can we talk about that? Can we consider that? I appreciate you saying, you know, those women don't deserve to be dragged around through this. This is your stuff. And I do appreciate you saying like, hey, do you have a sense of what your plans are about coming out to them, if at all? Because if he says I'm never coming out to them, that's his right. And you have to figure out what you want to do around that. So there's a lot of work in there for you, I think. Um, thanks for that question though. I appreciate it. Great vulnerability. All right, y'all, that is our show. DMs, drop in the DMs on our Loveline and G page. We are channelq.com is where all the shows live. So I uh, spend the rest of your night focused on self-care, right? Tons of joy and pleasure. Rest as much as possible. Be kind to yourself and those around you. Look, life is tough right now. We don't want to make people's lives harder by us being in them as per that example. You know what I mean? All right, y'all. Thanks for hanging out and you enjoy the rest of your night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Oh.